Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you had a great weekend. I had an enjoyable one. And now we're ready to start another broadcast week and delve into issues of the day. And as I like to do, start off with some praiseworthy items. Those of you outside the city of Charlotte, bear with me while I brag a little bit on my home city. WCNC is reporting on quite an honor that Charlotte has received. Charlotte ranked among the top 10 places in the U.S. to move in 2021. It's a good sign when people are coming in as opposed to trying to escape, like California and some of the other liberal hell holes in the country. In countdown style, like they do on the music countdown shows, at number 10, we've got Chicago, Illinois. At 9, it's Austin, Texas. 8, Orlando. 7, is Dallas, Texas. 6, San Antonio. 5, Denver, Colorado. Coming in at number 4, Charlotte, North Carolina. By the way, we are beat out by Phoenix, Arizona at 3. Las Vegas at 2. And Houston, Texas. Coming in in the number one spot. But this is pretty awesome. As you know, Charlotte continues to grow. The growth is just off the chart. It really is. And those of you who live outside the city and occasionally come into the city, you're likely to find construction everywhere. Because the city continues to grow, which is a blessing and a curse. By the way, this ranking is done by Penske Truck Leasing, and you can understand why they do this. They're doing a lot of moving, providing the vehicles for people to move so they know where people are going. So that's about as scientific as you can possibly get. So that was pretty brief, wasn't it? Pretty harmless for those of you outside of the city. As you know, I've had so many, uh, I, I have to tell you, I am profoundly overwhelmed by the conversations I continue to have with people and the consensus. And one of the building items for consensus from so many people, they're sick of politics. They are sick to death of politics. And it's really nauseating when people come at you with politics in places where you're trying to get away. Kind of like sports. You're trying to watch a football game or a basketball game. And you've got people who've got to bring politics into that. You know, it's kind of like yesterday. I filled up my car with gas at the gas station. And it's annoying because you ever go to those gas stations where they've got the commercials that play, the video commercials that play at the pump? You can't even escape from commercials at the gas pump. See, politics is the same way. It intrudes into everything. And quite honestly, the extent to which people can stay out of this area when it's not the place and the time to talk about it, I think it's very appropriate. 
What am I talking about? Let me give you an example. How many of you are sick of corporate America with its stupid, asinine learning sessions and propaganda that are necessary for people to continue employment? You know, they, it, this goes under all kinds of labels, but really what it's designed to do is to prevent lawsuits. You know, whether it's about sexual harassment or about race or about sexual orientation. I think the average person just wants to go to work and they want to do their freaking job and mind their own business. That's where most Americans are. We also do not like being lectured by these big corporations. And they would be well advised on some of these subjects just to shut the hell up. We don't want to hear their opinion. I think we addressed this last week. How some companies are actually going to, if this ruling from the Supreme Court does actually get rid of Roe versus Wade, some companies are going to actually subsidize paying for women to go get abortions in states that have them? Yes. So corporations are weighing in on this subject, and they are revealing they are pro-death. You can call it pro-choice all you want. And I noticed this. You're going to hear this later on when we play a clip, God forbid, of Nancy Pelosi. They avoid using the word abortion because they don't want to use the word abortion. They want to keep referring, we're we talking, talk, talking about pro-choice. We, we want to protect the rights of women. And this is the continued bastardization of language. Because the truth of the matter is, this is about killing babies. Business Insider has a very interesting story about how a PR firm that works with Netflix and Starbucks has quietly advised clients to not take a stance on abortion rights. I think this is absolutely awesome. The company is called Zeno or Zeno. They advise their clients to stay quiet on abortion rights, according to popular information. A leaked email shows Zeno told clients the clients the topic was a textbook 50-50 issue. Now Zeno told Insider the 50-50 comment was poorly worded and the email did not accurately reflect its advice. But supposedly they've advised clients to remain silent on the draft Supreme Court document that seeks to overturn Roe v. Wade. Their roster of clients include Netflix, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, according to the newsletter. A circulated template email internally that was shared with its clients in it. The email reportedly told clients to steer clear of news outlets asking them to not take a stance and avoid media phishing. This email comes after that draft Supreme Court opinion that could seek to overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, if this legislation is overturned, it could mean abortion becoming illegal in 23 states. Now, Zeno, which is part of the PR giant Edelman, seemingly told clients to not engage. Not engage. 
with the media on its company's position on the issue and said the first company to speak out and make their view known becomes the lead, which is something that's probably not smart. We'll talk more about this and get your thoughts as we continue our Monday broadcast. Back on the broadcast over on the text line. Good morning, Vince. Democrats are about to reveal just how violent and destructive they are. Yes, they are. Jim out of Easley (laughs) talking about the inflow of people into Charlotte. Vince, who in the right mind would want to move to a liberal hellhole like Charlotte? (laughs) Enjoy life down there in Easley, Jim. I'm sure it's wonderful down there. Who knows? Maybe I'll join you. At some point. The upstate's a wonderful place. It is. Vince, when SCOTUS protesters, when will they be called domestic terrorists and a threat to democracy? Eugene would like to know that. At some point, we may find out very soon. Hey, welcome back here. This texture saying, it is so refreshing to hear your voice again. Thank you very much. Vince went to a college graduation in the low country of South Carolina, was insulted about the CRT and gender identity issues. It was horrible. So, um, so much liberal brainwashing of young kids in the college's school system. The guest speaker was a secret agent for the vice president of the Obama team he got a standing ovation so embarrassing that is from roger what else do we have here vince if you have no god it's easy to fall into the mindset of not caring about things being pro-abortion it's a good example of that deep down people don't seem to care about anything Vince, please read the quote from Margaret Sanger about aborting babies of black women to control their population. The quote from Hillary, agreeing with Ms. Sanger. It's Lonnie out of Anderson, South Carolina. We've shared those quotes right here on this broadcast, uh, and, and it's mind-boggling. This woman is thought to be some sort of hero or heroine, whatever you want to call her. And yet, she believed in eugenics. Something that has been very widely condemned. But for whatever reason, the founder of Planned Parenthood is still celebrated as some sort of wonderful person. She's a killer. Can we just recognize that? Not a healthy person at all. Certainly not one to be venerated. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Before the break, I was telling you about this PR firm, Zeno or Zeno, which is telling clients this abortion issue is a 50-50 issue. And if you're smart, do not engage people on this. Now, supposedly, they've come out and said, you know, this was poorly worded 
and the email did not accurately reflect their advice. But I think we get the message. And they should get the message. Business Insider saying this topic is textbook 50-50. Subjects that divide the country can sometimes be no-win situations for companies because regardless of what they do, they will alienate at least 15 to 30% of their stakeholders. Do not assume that all of your employees, customers, or investors share your view. That is from the email. Many companies have already been vocal on the issue as a growing list, including Tesla, Amazon, Apple, Yelp, and Citi, said it would reimburse employees for travel costs if they were seeking abortions. This is amazing. Kind of despicable. A Zeno spokesperson told Insider, albeit a porturous choice of words, the company referring to a 50-50 case was a phrase meant to describe the divisiveness and partisanship tied to controversial issues and not meant to represent an actual percentage of U.S. sentiment on this issue. The company said the leaked email did not accurately reflect the advice it's giving clients. The company believes it's a woman's right to make their own health care decisions. <laughs> so now this company has kind of jumped in on this issue. An insider investigation found agencies in 13 states that have abortion trigger laws are not prepared for how to implement a ban. They're also not planning for what could happen if the ruling is reversed, according to the investigation. Love to get your thoughts. How does this affect companies you may deal with to learn they're going to pay people, reimburse people to get abortions? This is just insane, ladies and gentlemen. Through and through. Now, we talked about the draft itself and the leak. And a lot of people believe the whole purpose of the leak was to essentially intimidate people who are on the court right now from actually following through and getting rid of Roe versus Wade. Well, definite profiling courage on this is Justice Clarence Thomas. Breitbart reporting how he has communicated that the Supreme Court will not be bullied on Roe versus Wade. Clarence Thomas saying we can't be an institution that can be bullied into giving you the outcomes you want. Clarence Thomas saying this during a gathering. The events... Recent events are a symptom of that. Thomas speaking to the Judicial Conference, 11th Circuit. Each federal appellate circuit is under the supervision of one of the nine Supreme Court justices. A Georgia native, Thomas is circuit justice over the court, which has jurisdiction over Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. The elephant in the room, no one can ignore, is the leaked draft opinion, the Dobbs case, which would overrule Roe versus Wade and return the issue of abortion to voters at the state level. Militant leftists have been pressuring conservative justices to switch their votes to retain Roe. I love the way Breitbart writes the story in which the Supreme Court in 1973 invented a right to abortion that was found in the text structure or 180-year history of the Constitution. That's exactly what happened. They invented this. It's not in the document. Justice Clarence Thomas saying the court will have none of this. No bullying, no intimidation. 
He, by the way, is the longest serving member of the court. Chief Justice John Roberts also spoke to the conference, calling the leak absolutely appalling. No stranger to opposition, Thomas's remarks, characteristic of the justice, who's often willing to be the sole dissent in an eight-to-one decision. As the senior associate justice, many regard Thomas as the anchor of the conservative wing of the court. By the way, and I think you know this, a Supreme Court opinion only becomes official when it's released. Given that the leak was a full draft circulated on February 10th, the final opinion could be ready for release at any time, but it's probably weeks away. And I think you are aware of that. I love this text. I don't want to hear anything Clarence Thomas says. He should resign. His wife was part of the January 6th insurrection. (laughs) Really? This whole January 6th thing, it, it amazes me how people are, they're beside themselves over this. It's really amusing to watch. <laughs> Stay with us. Over on the text line, a reference to Margaret Sanger. Sanger is worshipped by idiots. These idiots are the dumbass chickens in the hen house that trust the fox guarding them. <laughs> Vince, there's plenty of evidence that the upstate's actually growing faster than Charlotte. There are models from growth planners suggesting Greenville will eventually be larger than Charlotte. Boy, that'll be interesting to watch. Vince, I for one like to know the spineless companies that think killing babies is a good idea. It'll make it easier for me to boycott them. That is certainly your choice. Billy out of Buffalo, South Carolina would like to know, is there a yearly award show honoring the abortion doctors who killed the most babies in the previous 12 months? Also, is there an award for the clinic with the most killings, where the most killings take place? Here's the thing I don't understand. Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi were saying how they were devout Catholics and they go to the Catholic Church and they love God. They're a bunch of hypocritical idiots because they are for abortion and killing babies. Nobody ever talks about what they do. They never talk about Joe, Nancy being Catholic and all the crap they're doing to other people. Yep. I guarantee if they were evangelicals and they were doing something the media deemed to be unethical, they would be all over it, calling them hypocrites. But if you're a Democrat, it's not a problem. You can do whatever the heck you want and call yourself, you know, and if you want to think, you think that's crazy, just wait till you hear what Nancy Pelosi says. I mean, I about fell out of my chair as I was preparing this audio for you as to what she is calling for. It just really shows how deceived this woman is. Vince, was it a woman's choice when they fired nurses, police officers, and other essential workers for not wanting to get the shot? No, it wasn't their choice. Get the shot or get fired. 
the left always uses situations to fit whatever their narratives are. Exactly. Oh boy, this is sobering. Vince, follow the money. It would be cheaper for a company to pay for transportation to get an abortion than to pay for childbirth. You know, that's scary, but that's probably true. <laughs> and, you know, if you're these big corporations, what is the bottom line? The bottom line, right? Oh, my goodness. That sends chills down my spine. But that really is a great decision. If you're calculating things based on the numbers alone, that's a great way to cut your losses, isn't it? My goodness. Let's have a little fun with you. As you know, the Elon Musk story, it's its nonstop, the onslaught against this guy. And it's pretty cool to see and hear some of the ideas he's actually discussing about what he will do once Twitter is in his hands. He has described himself as being on the warpath to change the entire Twitter organization once he closes on this $44 billion takeover. Musk is expected to serve as temporary CEO of Twitter for a few months. This is part of the plan. Here is an interview that he conducted, I believe this was with the Associated Press, just about a minute or so, his comments about what is ahead for Twitter. The goal that, uh, that I have, uh, should the, you know, everything uh, come to fruition with, with Twitter, is uh, to have a, a, a service that is broadly, as broadly inclusive as possible, um, where ideally uh, most of America is, is on it and, and talking. You know, I, I'm, I, like, I think just generally the, 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 I'm looking for something that's, like, like I said, broadly, as broadly inclusive as possible, uh, that's as trusted as possible as a system. Um, and um, and uh, I hope uh, we are successful in that regard. <laughs> I, I've, I've also vowed this publicly that we, we have to get rid of the bots and trolls and the scams and everything, because that's obviously uh, diminishing the user experience, and we, we don't want people getting tricked, in, tricked out of their money and that kind of thing. Um, so uh, I want definitely on the warpath. So on, on the, if somebody's operating a, a bot and troll army, I'm definitely their enemy. Hey, that's good to hear. Get rid of the bots and the trolls. Great idea. Red State reporting on some of the things that are stirring fear at headquarters for Twitter. According to a plan Elon Musk has reportedly laid out for investors, he intends to be the temporary CEO once he takes control and plans to can a thousand staffers right away. A thousand staffers. Now, ultimately, he will add more people. Mostly engineering people over three years. It does not sound like they will be hiring more content moderation people, otherwise known as censors. Musk has previously said he intends to cut the salaries of the Twitter board, which would save another $3 million. Those are not the only changes he intends to make. Reducing the advertising on the platform by 45%, so it's not so reliant on advertising. Instead, he wants to build up the subscriptions to Twitter Blue, so about $12 billion would come from advertising, $10 billion from subscriptions. 
This would make him freer from the pressure from advertisers. So he's already cutting off an anticipated way for leftists to force him to do what they want. They're already trying to pressure advertisers against him. And he hasn't even taken control yet. So this would reduce the effect moves like this could have on the platform. Musk also speculating on possibly monetizing tweets. We've not learned how this could possibly happen. The idea is to increase by five times the annual revenue because of the changes from $5 billion to about $26.4 billion. Wow, can he really get there? He's anticipating Twitter Blue, the premium subscription service, will have 69 million users by 2025, who are each paying $3 to have access to premium features. Musk also speculating on lowering that price and including verification check marks. The price should probably be $2 a month. Paid 12 months up front. The account doesn't get a check mark for 60 days. And no ads. The power of corporations to dictate policy is greatly enhanced if Twitter depends on advertising money to survive. Investors who are helping him in his bid with financing backing include Oracle co-founder Larry Ellison and Sequoia Capital. He also has sold some Tesla stock that has a bank loan tied to other stock from Morgan Stanley for part of the money. So, this is certainly causing (laughs) some nervousness among the staff at Twitter, and for good reason. Much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Over on the text line, still on the abortion issue, a number of you weighing in on this. Do these people understand abortion is about Democrats controlling people much like slavery? The fact is, more African-American babies were aborted than born. That is true in some areas. Really sad. Vince Corporation's willing to pay for the murder of unborn children in order to save money just shows the love of money is the root of all evil certainly is. It's all about the bottom line, right? Who cares about the politics, even? This saves the company some money. Perfect plan. If that's what drives you. We started talking about Elon Musk as well. And one of the questions now being raised, is Elon Musk concerned about his well-being? Is he concerned he could be targeted? The U.S. Sun has an interesting story on this about what they've described as a terrifying tweet. He actually wrote a chilling post on Twitter about dying under mysterious circumstances. Musk took to Twitter and said, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. 
People actually took to the comment section to address the world's richest man concerning his post. No, you will not die. The world needs you to reform. Another person, a worried fan, said, why would you even play like that? This comes just minutes after Musk fired off a couple of tweets about apparently receiving a chilling message in the Russian media. Now, the word Nazi doesn't mean what he seems to think it does, Musk said, and attached what appears to be a translation from a Russia media outlet. From the testimony of the captured commander of the 36th Marine Brigade of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, the colonel turns out the Internet terminals of Elon Musk's Starlink satellite company were delivered to the militants of the Nazi Azov Battalion and the Ukrainian Marines in Mariupol by military helicopters, according to Musk's post. According to our information, the delivery of the Starlink equipment was carried out by the Pentagon. Elon Musk, thus, is involved in supplying the fascist forces in Ukraine with military communication equipment. And for this, Elon, you will be held accountable like an adult, no matter how much You'll play the fool, it continued. Wow, pretty threatening language. It appears Musk's die under mysterious circumstances tweet may be a response to the threatening message he received. Another fan commented, you're making enemies all across the globe for doing the right thing. Another fan commented, keep it up and stay safe. This comes after Elon Musk warned Ukrainians using the emergency satellite internet he gifted there's a high chance Russia will try to spy on them. The billionaire donated a truckload of dishes to the war-torn country, which has seen its communications battered by Russian forces. But the Starlink owner has alerted Ukraine to use with caution. Important warning, he tweeted. Starlink is the only non-Russian communication system still working in some parts of Ukraine, so probability of being targeted is high. Starlink uses thousands of satellites in space to beam Internet back down to Earth instead of traditional cables on the ground. This is why these communications are so valuable. Mr. Musk offered to help after receiving a desperate plea from Ukraine's deputy prime minister. The man who's also Ukraine's minister for digital said Starlink has been a key part in keeping emergency services connected and saving lives. You may not have known this, but as we've been focusing on the ongoing saga with Twitter, certainly the Ukrainian people are well aware that one of the major reasons their communication systems, especially emergency communications, are still going. It's Elon Musk. Still to come in the broadcast next hour, we're going to talk about the abortion issue, the continued Democrat panic. You're going to hear from Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi. You will not believe what this person, I'm trying to be nice here, has to say. It will blow your mind. Talk about blind. This woman is really in another dimension. We'll also talk about some of the protests over the weekend. In fact, you're going to hear some really interesting audio from 
a protest. Someone came up with a megaphone and called out some of these medical protesters. You are absolutely going to love it. Before we go to break, though, how many of you felt the earth shake this morning in South Carolina? Three earthquakes reported in Elgin, South Carolina. The first report at 1.30 a.m., 3.29 magnitude. The U.S. Geological Survey calling the quake notable on its Facebook page. As of 9 a.m., more than 4,300 people responded to the Did You Feel It question on the website. The second one at 439 in Elgin, 1.6. The third, 510, also in Elgin, 1.79. They're saying there's definitely been a swarm in the past few months. Not like a swarm after a large seismic event, but they've had a number of them in recent months, according to a geophysicist. And she's called it alarming. Alarming. Are you alarmed? (laughs) Much more as we continue in our number two, which is straight ahead. 